Thank you, guys. Amen? One more big round of applause for those guys. Brother Mike, I'm kind of out of a voice. I guess y'all can hear me. JB, you hear me good back there? Amen? I don't want to have to yell today. I just... Uh,
blessed. Uh, I wanted to wait till everything got done to do this. Uh, that means Don getting down, he's only like 100. <laughs> Boy, that head sure reflects that light, cowboy. He forgot his hat, amen. There you go, take his hat. Tommy, put that thing back on, man. You're killing me. <laughs> uh, last week, I had to run out on you because my son got hurt, and uh, that was one of the most difficult things for me to do. I was, I was hurting. My wife was there by herself. My son was unconscious for 20 minutes. She thought he was dead. He didn't see any movement. She was hysterical. People were trying to calm her down, and I was trying to pray, and just I can't explain to you what I went through and I know she's taken it ten times harder than I've taken it and uh, she's still dealing with it she cried yesterday uh, we tried to convince the boy to stop bucking bulls uh, he was all for it about the day he was in the hospital and then when he got out he's ready to ride again uh, but it was your prayers and answered prayers from God that got him up It was your prayers that got Michael to church this morning. So I take my hat off to you. I, I, I got to visit with a sweet couple of ladies the other day in, in my office that was interested in joining our church. And they said, Pastor Mark, we felt how, how much love your church has for you and your family by the, by the prayers that just went out for y'all when y'all were in need. You know, he's better. Uh, we're taking him to a concussion specialist that actually takes care of the Texans. So uh, we're, uh, <laughs> we believe that, that, that he's already healed, but we just want to make sure and, and hear from someone that knows something about that kind of stuff. Also, I did not get to be here to celebrate the men who went to the conference. If you went to the conference, you went to the Iron Sharpens Irons Men Conference, would you please stand? I'd like the rest of you to give them a big round of applause. Amen. Praise God. Thank you, men, for coming. We had a good time. Amen. We had a good time. Somebody say amen. We went over a certificate program. And this was my message last Sunday, and I didn't want to change it because I really wanted to honor the men, but talk to you, church, Miss Melanie, Brother David, Mark, Donnie, the rest of you that are here this morning, that you have power inside of you to influence other people. What you do, what you say, how you act, somebody is watching. Who believes that this morning? Touch three people and say, somebody's watching me. You have the power to influence somebody. Somebody's watching you. The Lord says in his word, Miss Lori, that we are to be influential to other people. That you and I, what are you saying, Brother Mark? Because I want to break this down where anybody can understand this. The Lord says that you are the salt of the earth. You are the light of the world. You, God says that I'm putting all this on you. You're the salt of the earth. You're the light of the, of the world. That It is your responsibility to influence other people. 
So this is the certificate of completion that your husbands, your friends, your brothers in Christ that come to this church went through and signed. They didn't sign one time because I know how it is. Sometimes we come to church one time, we praise the prayer of salvation, then we get out there and live like the devil and think that we're saved. No, saved people don't live like they're going to hell. Can I get an amen? Can I get an amen? Can I get an amen? I'll go Southern Black Baptist on you if I have to this morning. Saved people live like they're saved. Saved people follow God. Saved people honor God. So I asked them to sign four times. Uno, dos, tres, cuatros. And then I signed their certificate of completion. It's a men of influence creed. I'd like to go over there with you if you just let me. And, if, and these men, your brothers, your husbands, your friends, followed this sign this and I'd like the opportunity to do it with more men and I'm going to have a, a, a man's deal right after our fall festival to be able to do this with all the men that didn't get to come maybe they didn't, couldn't make plans maybe they had to work maybe they couldn't get off work but I want to have a chance today to do this with my church and in your heart you can agree and in your mind and in your body and so you can believe what Pastor Mark is telling you that you are of influence that people watch you can I say this because I want to be honest with you this morning I don't want to sugarcoat nothing today if you you beat on your wife, if you cuss your wife, if you belittle your kid's mom, they're going to grow up and they're going to beat their wife, cuss their wife, belittle their mom. Watch this. Let me flip that the other way. Wife, if you disrespect your husband, talk mess about him, are ugly in front of your kids to the, the head of your house, the man of your house, your daughters are going to grow up and that's the way they're going to treat their husbands. We influence them. We influence them. Somebody hear me this morning. We influence them. If we drink and drug, our kids are probably 99 out of 100 times are going to go and drink and do drugs. Sometimes the wheel has to break. The, uh, Brother Benny says we got to get a hold of this wheel, this thing that's turning, and we got to change it because things are working in the way that are against God. I'm asking you today, which way is your life turning? Which way is your wheel spinning? Is God first? Are you a person of influence on the job, in the home? Teenagers, pay attention. In the school? This ain't exempt for you guys. It ain't exempt for you guys. You're to influence other students, other kids on the football team, uh, other kids out here on the playground. Man, God gave us a beautiful playground, and I'm telling you, the other day I was like, hey, you ain't tearing that up. Get off of it, you little Indian. I'm like, I need people's help. This is an influence creed. This is what your men went over. It don't take me long. It says, number one, I'm a man of influence or I'm a woman of influence. I'm a man or a woman with an uncommon desire to make a difference in this world. I have answered the call of God on my life. Our world needs men and women they can trust. A brother, a sister, a father, a mother, a husband, a wife a friend, a leader. I am that man. I am that woman. God has placed a calling on each of our lives. We're to be influences in this world. So if they agreed to that, they signed it. There were some in there, I was like, I was wondering if they were going to sign it. Because they don't go to church all the time. Because they don't leave their homes all the time. 
They make the mama do everything. They make the, the, the kids get up and serve them. They act like they rule the roost or something. Let me tell you how I see that. And I want you to see it like I see it, maybe. Maybe I see it like this. You've got to be a man or you've got to be a woman that somebody wants to serve. Uh -huh, this is good preaching. You don't have to listen if you don't to, but I'm going to preach it anyway. So they signed. If they agreed to that, they signed. I, I'm a brother. I'm a father. I'm a husband. I'm a friend. I'm a leader. I am that man. They signed. The next thing that was on our influence creed is this. My mission is to serve, lead, and influence. I am a follower of Jesus Christ. I do not seek recognition for my actions, but I humbly serve as an ambassador of my God. I am strong, I am loyal, I am faithful, I am a soldier of Christ, and I am a team player and a warrior. Hey, if somebody's talking around you, tell them, shut up, I'm trying to listen. Oh, I said shut up in church. I'm going to influence you to listen. Sometimes somebody got to get in your face. I'm a soldier for Christ, a team player, a warrior. I endure to shoulder more than my fair share of the task, whatever it may be. I am always ready to rise to a new challenge. I will never fail, and I will never falter. And if they agreed to that, Libby, they signed their name. Your husband signed his name. How many hear what I'm saying? This was an awesome creed to sign. Hey, I'm a team player. I will share and take on more than anybody else in this church. I will do my part above and exceedingly. And I don't want any recognition for it. Yeah. Ha, that's awesome. That's awesome. I had 53 men with this creed in their hand and said, Hey, I'm here to serve with you, Pastor Mark. And you don't have to pat me on the back every Sunday. I'm just ready to serve and help you. Help you get other people saved. I'm a man of influence. It, it, said, it says, I, I endeavor to, sh to shoulder more than my fair share of the task, whatever it may be. I will always rise to a new challenge. I will never falter and I will never fail. And they signed. That was number two. And this is the third place that they signed. I'm dedicated to the cause of Christ, my family, and my church brothers and sisters. I keep myself mentally alert physically healthy, morally sound, and spiritually strong. My character and honor are steadfast. I lead by example in all situations. If I get knocked down, I will get back up every time. How many are dedicated to the cause of Christ? Then I'll see you at the fall festival because that's the cause of Christ. If you are dedicated to the cause of Christ, I'll see you at work day every Sunday. I mean, or Saturday till we get the fall festival done. If you are dedicated to the cause of Christ, you won't let that offering bucket pass you without being able to put something in it. If you are dedicated to the cause of Christ, you are a person of influence. Huh? Come on, somebody. There were, there were 10 or 15 chaperones in here last night making sure that the kids had a safe place to dance where they wouldn't get ran over by drunk drivers at 12 o'clock at night. People of influence make a difference. Make a difference. It says this. My character and honor are steadfast. 
I lead by example in all situations. If I get knocked down, I will get back up every time. There's something to say about a soldier that can keep fighting after he's wounded. Keep praying after they ain't got an answer. Keep seeking after the door ain't locked. They ain't unopened no door yet, but I'm going to keep knocking. I'm going to keep seeking. I know God is on the throne. He got good plans for my life. So your husbands and your friends sign that. Whoa, it was a good time. Because we're people of influence. Women, this is as much for you as it is for them. Because you are to influence the home. Your character should be steadfast. You should honor God in every area of your life. I'm going to say this. I grew up in a trailer, and and we were poor. We didn't have a whole lot. But I didn't let those circumstances uh, keep me down. I got up and said, you know what? I'm going to do better for myself than my dad and mom got to do for me. You know, the last thing that they did, and this was the coolest thing. Now I want you to listen. I am a man, a woman. I am a man. Now, theirs didn't say women anywhere. I'm just filling you women in. It better not have said women anywhere on my little men's retreat. Because I want the men in this church to be men, not sissies. I heard a woman say, he's talking to you, cowboy. He's talking to you. Be talking to you. I'm just gonna fill your name in here, women too. I am a, I am one of the men, one of the women of Caney Creek Cowboy Church. I will connect with my God in genuine faith. I will serve others with radical hospitality. I will give with relentless generosity. I will reach out with authentic compassion, and I will lead with inspirational courage. My loyalty to God's house is above reproach. I will always protect the unity of my church and support the visions of my pastor. I will challenge my brothers to make decisions that bring strength. Under no circumstances will I embarrass my church by compromising my faith. To my friends who stagger or waver, I will challenge them to take the highest path but I'm going to continue on in my mission. That was their men of influence creed. I think it's a church creed this morning. I think it's a way of life that we should all seek to, to know, to know in our spirit, dads, moms, brothers, sisters, aunts, uncles, we influence people. Open your Bibles to Matthew 5:13. I applaud you men for coming. If you didn't get to finish and you come, I still have your contracts in my office. I would love to go over those with you Wednesday night after church. If you got to come and you didn't get to finish because you had to work, let's finish those things. If you come today and you say, Pastor, I want my name on that paper. I want to sign my name. I want to be that man. Or if you say, hey, I'm that woman, meet me after church Wednesday. Glory to God. You're an influence. Touch three people, you're kind of quiet and say you're an influence. Matthew 5, 13 says, You're the salt of the earth. But if the salt loses its flavor, how shall it be seasoned? It is then good for nothing but to be thrown out and trampled underfoot by men. You are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden. Nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, 
but on a lampstand, and it gives light to all who are in the house. Let your light so shine before men and women that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. You know, being a good manager of what God gives you is called stewardship. How many hear me today? Hey, we're not even close to getting done, so wake up. Being a, good, be, being a good manager of what God has given you is called stewardship. And a lot of people think stewardship has to do with money. But stewardship is so much more than money. One of the primary things that we have is the responsibility to manage. Say manage. To manage the people that God has put in our life. To influence the people that God has put in our lives. Whoever God has put in our lives, we are to manage and influence those people. That's part of stewardship. They had a drawing over in the youth the other night. We told the kids, hey, if you bring somebody, bring your Bible every time. Uh, we're going to give you $100. We, we had the drawing that night. Brother Nolan's boy, Sheldon, won the $100. And I gave the money to his daddy. And his daddy said... The first thing out of this $100 is going to be God's money. He's influencing his kid. He's teaching his kid right from wrong. You know, influence. One of the primary things we have the responsibility to manage for God is the influence that he has given us. Getting others to follow us. Everyone has influence. The Bible says that you are the salt of the earth. Let me tell you what influence looks like. A mother was driving her kids to school one day. Daddy had to go to work. He usually took the kids to work. But this particular day, the boss called him in early that day. So mama had to get up and get the car all warmed up, got the boys and girls in the car, and took off towards the school. About halfway there, one of the little boys in the back seat said, Mama, where's all the idiots at? Mama said, baby, what are you talking about? She said, he said, well, when daddy takes us about this time, we see five or six idiots. <laughs> They're influencing the kids. You know, the question I want to direct to you this morning, what kind of influence are you? I want to give you some leadership principles, and I want to be done. Let me give you some leadership principles that you can apply with your life today. My question to you is, what direction is your influence leading your family, your friends, your co-workers? You have influence, brothers and sisters. You need to grasp that today. You have influence. Number one, we need to make a decision to lead people the right way. I commend my friends here for saying, you know what, we got to fix us before we can help here. Because they know the importance of influence. I know the importance of influence. I live in a fishbowl, but so do you. Somebody's watching us, see how when we swim, seeing what we're applying to our life, seeing if we are what we say we are. I got a little sign in my office that says, the best sermons are lived, not preached. We are people of influence. Somebody's watching us. Somebody's paying attention. The Bible says that you're the salt of the earth. One of the remarkable things about salt is it preserves things. If you salt meat, it will last longer than if you do not salt meat. If you want to influence others, you've got to make a decision that you're going to influence them the right way. Have you ever noticed how with some people it's okay to tell a dirty joke to? And with some people it's not okay to tell a dirty joke to? 
early on in my ministry, I was still just that cowboy. That I, I knew in my heart that God had called me to preach. I knew in my heart that God had set me aside and called me to be different. But I had some of those friends, and when they come around me, they would still cuss, and they still use God's name in vain. They still tell a dirty joke every now and again. And I would just, uh, you know, I don't want to judge anybody. I'm just going to be here. Listen. Finally, it come to a point in my life where I had to make a stand. Look, you ain't going to put that around me anymore. I can't, I can't deal with that. I, I, I'm different. I'm different. Uh, one time, uh, Garrett, is Garrett up there somewhere? Is he here? Garrett, are you in there? Is, yes, no, somebody help me back there. I can't see. No, Garrett and him, they was at the hospital probably at 4 o'clock in the morning. You can tell him I said it. I'm not talking about him behind his back. But he had some friends on the job that would text him nasty pictures of girls. And, and, and got, Holly got a hold of it one day and said, who is this? And she said, oh, that's old boy that I work with. She got, this is my husband's phone. We go to church. You do not ever send anything like this to his phone. Do you understand me? Oh, by the way, this is his wife. And she didn't back up off that. And I'm going to say this too. Those people were going to church here. As soon as she saw them on Sunday morning, she's like, don't you ever, never, ever, 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 ever send my husband any junk like that. I'm trying to change you. I'm trying to help him grow in God. I don't want him to see that kind of filth. <laughs> Have you ever noticed that it's easy to be a bad influence around people? You know, that there are some people you, you won't think twice about sharing a shady joke with or listening to one. But I want to be a man of influence. I want to be that type of person that they don't want to share that stuff with. I don't even like to hear people cuss around me. I don't even like to be in the same affinity of anybody that's cussing or anybody that uses a potty mouth or a filthy mouth. I want to walk around with some lye soap. How many remember what lye soap was? That's what we grew on whenever you did say something you weren't supposed to, talk back. You ate the whole doggone bar at my house. When you went to the bathroom, there was bubbles all over the toilet up in that thing. <laughs> People of influence should say, look, I'm a Christian. I don't want to hear my Lord and Savior's name in vain. Look, I'm a Christian. You're not going to bring that around me. Y'all want to do that, go over there and do that. But I love you. I want you to stay here with me. But if you don't want to, get on away from me. Because people can influence you real quick. Real, real quick. Get out of church two or three weeks. Get out of church four, five, six weeks. Next thing you know, you'll be back to your old ways so fast your head will spin. That's why it's the, so important to be around other believers, other people with like-mindedness. Be around other good people because they'll influence you to want to be better. Somebody ought to say Amen. Let me ask you, what direction have you chose to influence people? Number two, a, a leadership principle I want to share with you that God has, has, has ordained this morning for your ears to hear. Like our men's conference, get close to those that you want to influence. The Bible says that you are the salt of the earth. Salt doesn't work unless you take it out of the shaker. You got to get close to those people that you want to influence. You got to get with them. You got to invite them to dinner. You got to talk to them on the phone. You got to accept their phone calls. When they call you, they're looking at you. They say, well, that's a brother or that's a sister that might could help me. Answer the doggone phone and talk to them. Pray with them. Go the extra mile. The Bible says if someone asks you to carry their coat, carry it two miles. You got to get close. 
Salt doesn't do any good sitting on your table in the salt shaker. It's, it's got to get out of the salt shaker and get onto the food before it can taste better. It's the same way. It's difficult to influence people from a distance. You got to get out of this church. <laughs> you got to get out of this church and go out and influence somebody. There's saved people in here. You got to get out there and go and influence somebody. What kind of influence are you? You know, do you tell other people about your Lord and Savior? Today, people are telling me, don't tell me, show me. Don't tell me, show me. Here's what I know about influencing other people personally. If you try to tell them what's right, they won't listen. But if you show them what's right, they'll follow. Who believes that today? You know, if you get into their lives and show them, then they'll hear you better. The third thing I think we can do to influence somebody, another leadership principle for a Christian is to be a strong Christian. But if salt loses its flavor, how shall it be seasoned? It is then good for nothing but to be thrown out and trampled underfoot of men. The starting point for influencing others is not what you do, but who you are. Halfway Christians don't influence nobody. Is anybody listening to me today? Halfway Christians, Tammy, don't influence nobody. It's people that are sold out to Jesus Christ that make the influences in this world. You say, Brother Mark, I never really fit it in here, and I never really fit it in there, and I never really fit it in here, I never really fit it in. Well, have you ever really been all in? If you get all in, you'll become the influence of the church. There's a strong core group in this church. Being a strong Christian means that you pour everything in. Halfway Christians don't influence anyone. They end up being the wrong kind of influence. They're like salt that loses its flavor. A halfway Christian is not worth anything. Jesus said, either come to me hot or cold or I'll spit you out of my mouth. You might as well throw a halfway Christian in the trash, I guess you could say. God is saying today we should be all in in every area of our life brother came to me at the retreat and he said brother mark i don't know what's wrong i said i do i said can i talk to you real i said he said yeah i wouldn't want you any other way but by the time i got done talking real to him he's like dang you're right you don't go to church like you're supposed to you don't give like you're supposed to you don't act and treat your wife the way you're supposed to line up all those things and god will bless you abundantly i'm living proof And like Brother Bobby Welch used to say, if he'll do it for one, he'll do it for others. God don't play favorites. He blesses everyone. You know, halfway Christians don't influence anyone. So if you want to influence your family, say family. If you want to influence your friends, say friends. Say if you want to influence your co-workers, say co-workers. If you want to influence your children, say children. You got to start being the right kind of person. In every area of your life. You got to stay close to God. You got to talk to Him daily. You got to read and study His Word daily. And obey Him in every area of your life. Roger Starbuck. One of the greatest Dallas Cowboys that ever lived. Other than Tony Romo. We're praying for you, Tony. We're praying for you today, Lord. Listen, listen. Roger Starbuck, I had to throw it in. <laughs> BJ knew I would. 
Roger Starbuck led the Dallas Cowboy to the world championship in 1971. That was the year I was born. He admitted that his position as quarterback who didn't call his own signals was a source of trial for him. You see, Coach Landry sent in every plays. He never let Roger Starbrack have one play. He told Roger when to pass the ball, when to run. Roger later said, I was so fed up that I almost quit. And then I turned to the issue in my own life. I was an obedient man. He said, once I became obedient, say obedient. Once I became obedient, he says, Roger later said, I had to face up to the issue of obedience. Once I learned to obey, there was harmony, there was fulfillment, and there was victory. Once you learn to obey, you will see fulfillment, victory in every area of your life. Increase in every area of your life. Come on, somebody give God a praise. A real relationship with God is the starting point for influencing others. I've had to realize that my life is on display, but so is yours. Verse 14 says, you're the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden. What does light do? Can I, can I ask you, what does light do? It shows people the way. It shows people the way. In my house, we got a, we got a little night light that we keep in the hallway because at the middle of the night, you might get thirsty, might want something to drink. Well, when we first moved in, Mary hadn't unpacked that thing, and I was heading to the sink to get something to drink, and, and I did not see Nacho's little, I got a little, a little uh, chihuahua dog named Nacho, and his name is Nacho because he's Nacho dog. He's my dog, Nacho. Well, she keeps his dog in water and food bowl down there by the sink. Well, I didn't see it, and I kicked the water bowl, and water went all over my foot, and when I took another step, I went, bam! And I was like, where's that light? We're the light of the world. We're the light. People follow the light. This world needs light right now more than anything. God bless that. This world needs light. What does light do? It shows the way. To influence others, you've got to show them the way to go. You just can't tell them the way to go. You know that your life is always on display. If your life is one of a real Christian, you are the glow that lights up the night. You can't hide it. It's your life. You're either making a difference or you're hiding it under a basket. That light is to be displayed on the football field, in the classroom, on the Facebook, in the church and out of the church. Somebody ought to say amen. I think another principle, I'll go with two more and we'll be done. Another principle, listen kids, to have a strong belief and be bold. Nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, but they put it, they were bold, they put it on a lamp stand. I think when you go to school... I think you go to school, every other Christian in that school, I know you're saying where you go to church. <laughs> Dalton told me the other day, he said he was having trouble with his Spanish teacher. He said, Daddy, she's a, she's a, uh, she don't believe in God. She's an atheist. She don't believe in God. She believes in nothing. And she makes her beliefs known. But if I make my beliefs known, she don't like it. 
He said, Daddy, what can I do? And I said, boy, I don't know. What's God telling you to do? I said, he said, well, I think God is telling me to, to get a sticky pad. Now, this is my 17-year-old son who we prayed for, who I know one day will either be the preacher of this church or another awesome church or in the ministry somewhere, some way. I claim that in the name of Jesus. He's got too big a heart not to be used by God. And I, so he said, I think what God wants me to do is to get a sticky note. And every day when I walk out of her class, I write a scripture and I take that sticky note and I tap her table. And he said, but what if I get in trouble? I said, well, if you get in trouble, you got backing. Right. Hey, the school know I. The school know this cat. They know who I am. They know who this church is. They know we're the best thing happening around here, too. What if, what if every day, Joey, he sticks the sticky there? What if every day he sticks the sticky there? What if every day she goes and sees what it is and then one day believes? Dalton Grimes, you better get about God's business if that's what he's telling you to do. I can't come by and put a sticky because I put a sticky on everybody's forehead. <laughs> My hand be cramping up. I have to have an assistant. You know, it's the same way. We put our light out there. It ain't easy. Dalton could be ridiculed by his other classmates, by other teachers. She could go behind his back. And tell all the other teachers that she knows don't believe in God to fail my son. But you know, sometimes the reward is worth the risk. <laughs> Jesus knew that the reward was worth the risk. Several times he had asked the, his father, God, he said, God, if there's any way you take this cup from me, but not my will, but your will. And several times he went and he cried real tears. And he said, God, I'll go to the cross. I'll let my blood be shed to save many people. You see, we are the influence. And the greatest example that we ever had was Jesus Christ himself. Now, I have asked this water to be set here all week. I've asked this to be here the whole whole week I, I i didn't clean it out i didn't change it i'm looking in it and i see particles and imperfections and i see a mosquito and stuff floating down there and i see something looks like kind of a ugh. i see this vessel looks like you and i with a bunch of imperfections but god shed his blood on calvary's hill to influence us and to change us and that's what he does. That's what he does. His, Revelation says, open your Bibles to Revelations. Open your Bibles to Revelations. Revelations 12, I'm done. You don't be pleasant at times being a Christian. I'm not saying you'll be popular being a Christian. But remember, they killed Jesus. I'm saying if you want to influence people, you got to influence them the right way, Daddy. I'm talking to you, Daddy. Mama, if you want to influence somebody, Mama, you got to influence them the right way. When you do that, chances are somebody else will stand up with you. You won't be by yourself. Pastor Mark ain't by himself. Miss Vicky was at that school one day standing up for her kids, and I went with her, and they thought I was her husband. 
She said, that ain't my husband, that's my preacher. Right, Miss Vicky? I was standing there. We were trying to influence somebody. We were not only in trying to influence the teachers, we were trying to show our kids that we'll stand up for them when they do something right. You see, I have learned this, and I want to share this with you. Revelations 12, verse 9. Got my Bible? The great dragon, the ancient serpent called the devil and Satan, the one deceiving the whole world, was thrown down to earth with all his angels. Then I heard a loud voice shouting across the heavens. Now this is the influence that Jesus will have. It has happened at the last, the salvation and the power of the kingdom of our God and the authorities of his Christ. For the accuser has been thrown down to earth, the one who accused our brothers and sisters before our God day and night. And they have defeated him because of the blood of the Lamb. And because, and because of their testimony, and they were not afraid to stand up. They were not afraid to die, it says. You see, Jesus went by way of the cross to influence us. It says that we overcome by the blood of the Lamb. So you're that vessel. I'm that vessel. And when we allow God to come, His blood not only cleanses us, but it covers us. And we don't have to be afraid to die because He will take care of us in every area of our life. He will influence us and He will change us and set our course on a new direction. I'm going to ask you today, have you been influenced by Jesus Christ? The blood He spilt was real. The nails they drove in His hands weren't little. The ones they drove in His feet had to hurt. He did that for me and for you. And his blood covered a multitude of sins. It changed everything. When I first, when I first, I'm done, listen. When I first read what they'd done to him on Good Friday, my office was right around the corner here. And I cried, and I wiped my tears, and I cried some more. Every Easter, I get that Bible out, and I cry. And I think about how much blood, how much pain, how much suffering he went to for me and you. And he said that he would cleanse us and he saved us by his blood. And he said one day he's coming back for us. Every head bowed and every eye closed. Every head bowed and every eye closed. Let me sum all this up. Be salt. Be a life that's ready to surrender to God. You, every head bowed and every eye closed. Don't look at me. Be a life that's ready to surrender to God. He shed his blood for you. Have strong beliefs. Believe in what you hear and what you read. And what you experience. I tell people you want to see God just look around. He's everywhere. Let me say this to you. If you don't know him as your personal Lord and Savior. I want you to pray right now with me. Just pray right there where you are. Just pray. Say Lord come into my life and save me. I believe you died on the cross. I believe you shed your blood for my sins. 
I am what Pastor Mark said, a vessel that's dirty with a lot of imperfections, a lot of things I've done, Lord, that I'm sorry for today. Lord, come into my life and save me. Today I make you my Lord and Savior. From this day forward, I'm going to live for you and for you alone. Raise your hand right now if you just gave your life to the Lord. One, two, three, four. Thank you, Jesus. Five. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you for those, Lord. God bless you and you and you. Amen. You just give your heart to Jesus. The blood on the, car, on the cross, it was real. Today is real for you. May God set your feet on a new course. May you trust Him with every area of your life. May you be that mom, that dad, that brother, that friend of influence today. Lord, I thank you for our time together, Lord. Lord, I wanted to show the church how fast you work. Every head bowed and every eye closed. The altar is open right now. The altar is open right now for just one minute. How fast God can go to work in your life. If you need this altar, come right now and tell God, God, I got these areas and I got this situation. I, I have to turn this over to you immediately, Lord. I'm dealing and I'm struggling, Lord. I want to I want to be right with you. Come right now. Just as fast as I poured the blood into the vessel, it changed colors. You want to see God work fast? Give him your problems at this altar. For one minute, let them have a time. Stand with me, brothers and sisters. Stand with me and pray for those that are coming. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Pray for those that are coming. Make a way and don't worry about what anybody else thinks. You're the light. You're the light. Let the world see the light. People will follow you if you go in the right direction. People will want what you got if you're true. Make an impact, my brothers and sisters. Take a minute out there. If you didn't come, take a minute out there. And just tell God how thankful you are for your life, for your family, for your salvation. Tell God, thank you for changing you. Setting you free. Somebody thank God for the change in their life tonight. Yes, Lord. There was a time in my life I had to stand up and be the man of my home. Will you be the man in your home? Father, we thank you for our time this morning. We praise your holy name. Lord, we're so grateful for an altar full of answered prayers this morning. Father, we are blessed this morning in Jesus' name to have five new brothers and sisters added to the family of God. Lord, thank you for so many who do so much for this little church. And I thank you for the ones that line up beside me, Father and influence other folks to know you in a personal way. Everybody kind of made the, made the joke to Brother Danny about 
Oh, that was set short notice. Pastor just threw you right there under the bus. No, he was ready. And so can you be ready today. So can you be ready today. Quit making excuses. Be sold out. Let God in that fishbowl swim with you. In Jesus' name I pray. Influence somebody else. Somebody give God a praise. Amen. Amen.